This is episode number 141 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. This is episode number 141, and on this episode, I'm going to give you a few tips to make your visual aids a little bit more interesting uh, for for basically for both uh, in-person meetings, but also for uh, for uh, virtual meetings as well. This week, I'm going to focus on the in-person meetings, and the next week, we're going to focus more on some really cool visuals that you can use on your your virtual meetings, your Zoom meetings, and that kind of thing. The podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. So for those of you who have been listening for a while pre-COVID, I, I, you typically spend the first you know minute or so of every podcast telling about some of the upcoming classes. And and for the first time in really the last six months, we've been able to open up our in-person classes, our in-person seminars. The first one that's in Dallas is actually going to be taking place in a couple of days, and it's it's full, and it's actually been full for a couple of weeks, which is pretty awesome. We're, we're excited about that. Um, and But we've also got classes coming up in Houston and Atlanta and Charlotte, Orlando. And if I didn't call your city, we still have uh, we've got we the uh, virtual class that's coming up this week is also already full, but we've got another virtual class coming up in December that'll be on the Fearless Presentations website. Uh, if it's not already up, it'll be up fairly shortly anyway. So we still have all the seats available for, for that one. And we still have all of our online courses. That's dozens of hours of online training sessions, and they're still priced at just $59 for all of them. So basically, you don't have to buy each one individually. It's 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 a fraction of what we typically charge for that service, by the way. Um, and we're still going to honor that $59 price until sometime around mid-November, probably around November 15th. Um, so if you want to to try that type of learning, then make sure and take us up on that offer before the price goes back up. So for details about any of those things, just go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right. Uh, let's get on with today's topic. So my topic today is about visual aids, and we're going to cover things that you can do as visual aids or things that you can use for visual aids in both in-person and virtual presentations. We're going to break this into two parts, though. Uh, part one, we're going to focus on the stuff that's in, in a typical in-person meeting where there are people and everybody's in the same room. And then next week, I'm going to show you some really cool things that we can use in some of the virtual meetings, like the Zoom meetings and Teams and that, that kind of thing. So, the I mean, if you think about it, we've all been in that situation where you've designed this perfect, fantastic presentation, and now you want a few visual aid examples to make your presentation more memorable or, in some cases, more interactive. Well, if that's the case, then guess what? You've done well, Grasshopper, <laughs> because, because you've begun to look at your presentations in the correct order. Um, as a presenter, you always want to design your presentation first, then design your visual aid. Contrarily, if you're starting the presentation design here, if you're starting by listening or watching this, 
then you may want to organize your thoughts first, then come back here because that's that's kind of the backwards way. You want to start with the presentation, then determine what visual aids that you want. So in this session, I'm going to give you a few visual aid examples. And the examples include, you know, like I, I mentioned this before, the ones that are for in-person meetings for this session. And then we're going to do another session for the, the virtual ones. But um, the, the mediums between those two, by the way, are, are fairly different. So if you're using the same type of visual aid for both, uh, for both the in-person meetings and for your, your virtual meetings, then this session is really going to help you connect better with your given audience. So let's first start with those in-person meetings, um, the visual aids for the in-person meetings or training sessions. So. Um, the first one is really the, the main one that people still use, have been using for the last 20 years or so is PowerPoint, or really you can say any type of, of digital visual aid. So um, often today, presenters think of PowerPoint as being their only visual. And, and it's still a very important part of the presentation, by the way. I use PowerPoint pretty much every day of my life, I believe. Um, so, so I'm going to spend a little bit more time on on this particular medium, maybe a couple of weeks from now, and give you some more details. So I'm going to cover this in kind of an overview fashion, give you some really good tips, and then we're going to come back and kind of show you some things that you can do to make PowerPoint work uh, even better. But just to give you some history about PowerPoint, it's been around since the 1990s. Until recently, though, the software hadn't changed a whole lot in that 20 plus years. And, and I know there are people that use PowerPoint all the time. So, man, it's totally different. I mean, I'm talking about the concept anyway. So prior to laptop computers, basically what presenters use was this ancient visual medium called the slide projector. <laughs> it's actually my grand, my dad's time period, right? So as old as I am. So that's how old this thing was. So this is similar to the old timey film projector, which was prior to that. However, this version was filled with uh, a series of tiny little photographs. Some, some of you guys that are older may actually know what the heck I'm talking about. But there were little squares, little bitty tiny squares that had, you know, like film in them. And then the light would shine through the film and it would show on the wall. That's where we get that. And they were called slides, by the way. Those tiny clear squares were called slides. So that's where we got the term slideshow. And then we still use that in, in PowerPoint. And then years later, the overhead projector was invented, and this allowed the presenter to place a full-size, paper-size anyway, transparency onto the projector to present. And it was clear, just like the slides were, uh, but now presenters could um, interchange either photos or images, or they could put bullet-pointed pieces of text. You could type up some text, or a lot of times folks would just kind of write it by hand. In addition, the the presenter could now write on that transparency. So it, it took the concept of the slideshow, which was very static, and made it a little bit more interactive. So when PowerPoint came around back in the 90s, it was a digital version of both the slide projector and the overhead projector. And that's what people have been using it for for the last 20 years. Uh, presenters would digitally create these quote unquote slides with bullet points or and or images as examples of, of their their visual aids. Now that all changed a, a few years back when Prezi came on the scene. So for the first, for a few years, by the way, 
the online software called Prezi, P-R-E-Z-I, if you've never, uh, if you've never experienced it before, it began to kind of, a, kind of exert itself into the visual aid market because it was a different concept than the, the images and bullet points that, that everybody's been kind of used to. And the concept was really simple. Um, basically, you, you make the visual aid, well, visual, right? And instead of using a lot of text, um, Prezi uses images and a zoom function. So instead of the slides and instead of slides and bullet points, like, like I was talking about before, Prezi uses like a canvas. If you think about it, like a, a, a big, huge canvas, like a painting, and then uh, inserts images to create the visuals for the presentation, which, by the way, goes right along with what we teach here at Fearless Presentations, which is, you know, when you're communicating, we're communicating. People, our minds think in images. Our mind thinks. Our minds think in pictures. So, the more that you can use your visual aids as visuals, the the more effective it can be. So, the 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 those images were placed on the canvas, and then you and then the images would kind of be zoomed in on, or the or the software anyway, would zoom in on the in images while the presenter provided the text. So basically the speaker was speaking and Prezi and the images were using, were, were becoming the visuals. So there wasn't a whole lot of text or bullet points. You can put them in there, by the way. It's just, it's not really what it's kind of designed for. It's designed to link a series of images together to, to kind of tell a story. And that's what makes for fantastic presenting. So, so, um, PowerPoint recently has finally caught on to what Prezi's been doing. It might have been a little too late, but but they have caught on. And now PowerPoint has a Zoom function, which is actually pretty cool. It's a little bit more challenging than Prezi to, to put together. But once you kind of figure out, it can do some really, really cool things. Um, so what I've done is in the show notes... I've created um, a couple of examples. One, it's it's an example of the same thing, but it's it's an example of the Zoom function. And what I've done is I created a, a single slide that has the Zoom function with three images. You highlight one of the images, click it, and it zooms in on that. And then you hit the next button and it zooms back out. And it's it's a really cool cool way. But it's in the it's in the show notes. So if you go to uh, fearlesspresentations.com, look up the the title, you'll find it in the show notes, and you can kind of see it. So in addition to PowerPoint, there are also other types of visual aids that that you may want to include as well. Um, one of my favorites is boards or posters. Um, they, they, these things help you stand out from the death by PowerPoint people. You know, it's it's in in fact in presenting. This is in the category of what's old is new again because the the boards and posters. Using them as visual aids is something that we used to do prior to having slides, having prior to having digital visual aids. You know, we had something really well created and crafted as a as a visual aid for our, our presentation. I, I didn't. I mean, that's way before my time. I'm I'm old, but I'm not that old yet. But but basically that's what people use back in in the you know 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s in in the last century. Um but the the thing about using images in a slideshow is that once you hit the next button, it kind of disappears. Whereas posters and boards, on the other hand, they have a greater longevity. Now, and I'll give you a great example of this. I had a client who was preparing a sales presentation and they were competing to win a contract with, uh, with a school district. A school district was hiring a, a contractor. And in the past, they had worked with hundreds of other 
school districts on different projects that were similar to this. So they, did, they decided to create hundreds of posters that were mounted on boards. And in fact, they made they made a single poster for every school district that they, they had previously worked for. And there were hundreds. I'm talking like, I think the total number was like 375, something like that. And, and when they started the presentation, they set up all of those boards in a U-shape around the walls of the, of the presentation area. And then as each presenter got up to speak, he or she would go and pull one of those boards from the stack of hundreds and the one that was that corresponded to the story that they were going to be telling. And then throughout the speech, um, they and they would talk about what was on that poster. Right. And so throughout that entire speech, I think they probably told six stories or so about these former clients. And every time they picked up one of those boards and talked about what was on the board, what was on the poster. And since they since they had hundreds of other posters that they never actually got to, they didn't use, the audience naturally assumed and really correctly assumed that there were hundreds of other success stories that were that were just as good, some some maybe even better than the stories that they told there in the in the um, in the presentation. So it's a fantastic way to really dramatize the experience that that they had. And you can do the same in your examples. So another good type of visual that's a little different than just using PowerPoint every time is to use a sample or a model or a demonstration. You can use those as visual aids as well. So if you're presenting maybe a product, uh, then a sample can be a really good visual aid. Um, models can be a great alternative if you're explaining a concept that maybe hasn't been made yet, you know, a prototype or a model or something like that. And then finally, if you're explaining a service of some type, a demonstration might be more illustrative. It might be illustrated a little bit better. So let's talk about each one of these just in in, in brief anyway. A sample uh, can be really good, especially for products. If you've ever seen the TV show Shark Tank, which I love, by the way. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, we'll, we watch it on, see, my wife and I kind of watch this on C-SPAN and, and even on YouTube and that kind of thing. But if you ever watched Shark Tank, you'll notice that a lot of the inventors use samples as visual aids when they're showing a product that they've invented. So um, when you give somebody something physical, then you're giving the audience basically something that they can see, they can touch, they can feel it. It adds a lot of value. In fact, I, I, I included in the show notes, I included a video of, of I went back and looked and said, uh, looked at what was the what's been the top item on Shark Tank that has generated the most income for the, the people who presented it. And it was it was kind of funny because it's this little um, sponge that's shaped like a happy face. And uh, just so you know, I have one of these sponges in my in my sink in the studio here that I didn't even know what it was. I just thought it was just a weird sponge because I'd pick it up and it was hard. I'm like, oh, God, that's not that's not right. And um, I went and saw the video. I included it in, in the show notes, by the way, if you want to see it. But um, the video of what that sponge does, I'm like, holy crap, I got one of those. I'm going to start using that thing a little bit more. Uh, it's the demonstration of that, the sample that they handed out. And then when the person kind of demonstrated it, it makes it um, a whole lot easier for people to see exactly what you're, you're trying to get across to them. Now, a model, you know, architects, marketers, software engineers, they use this, this visual aid a lot. Um, if you're proposing a solution and that solution is going to be costly to, to produce, then a model might be a great alternative. Instead of spending all of the cost to create the entire thing from scratch, you create a model so they can kind of visually see what it is. And this helps the audience create a, a visual image 
of what you are suggesting that that they do without incurring a huge expense. And then I, I'll talk a little bit about the demonstration as well, because as a trainer, I use this one a lot. You know, for example, if I'm teaching a class on how to design presentations, I'll often demonstrate the process myself. Or if I'm teaching how to answer hostile questions, you know, do, teaching people how to do a Q&A session, then I might have the group ask me tough questions to demonstrate what I'm going to be showing or what I'm showing them to do. So those are all visual aids, even though they're very active and it's not like it's a picture or something like that. It's a, it's a demonstration. It's a demonstration. It's a way for people to see in their head exactly what you're telling them to do. And it works really, really well. So this next, this next visual aid is something that even trainers, even people who use this a lot, don't necessarily see it as a visual aid. They see it as a part of the presentation, but it's your handout. It's what you're giving people that when you, when they're setting in your presentation, or sometimes it's as they're leaving your presentation to help them remember or internalize the content that you've given them. Um, by the way, and I, and I included one of my sample handouts. It's just from, it's from, it, it's actually the handout that I use when folks to come to one of our um, our uh, introductory training sessions for fearless presentations, you know, if somebody's coming to our virtual class, sometimes we'll let them come through the first hour for free just to to take a look at it and see what we do, and we give them a little handout because obviously they're not they don't need the full manual; they're only going to be there for an hour. So we give them a handout to help them kind of to to um, get through the content or to give them. A, a takeaway, something that they can they, they can get the content that I'm providing them verbally and be able to interact with it, just like the people that are actually in the class have with their manuals. So handouts are a good way to do that. Um, I I made the one that I'm using in the show notes in Canva, and um, one of the the main points about delivering presentations is that you have to limit your content really to only the most important items that the audience needs to know about, the more details or data or points that you cover in a presentation, the less your audience is, is going to understand what you're saying. And as a result, a good handout can allow you to provide additional details to your audience. And luckily, even if you're not a great writer or a graphic designer, there are fantastic tools out there. I mentioned Canva. It's one of my favorite tools for creating images and handouts. Um, in fact, if you if you ever go to Fearless Presentations and check out some of our blogs, a lot of those images that are in the blogs are created in Canva. Almost all of our handouts, almost all of our brochures, um, things that we custom design for our clients, a lot of times we'll use, we, we use Canva. And in fact, even our professional graphic designing people <laughs> on staff actually use Canva just because it's so much easier than what they could do by hand and it looks a whole lot better as well. So um, it, it, the neat thing about it is that you can skim through hundreds of design templates to, to make your handouts look really professional. So don't worry, by the way, if you're going through these design templates on Canva, you don't have to worry about finding colors that match your corporate brand or anything like that, because you can alter the color and even full, even a fully completed document, you can alter all the colors in it within seconds. So basically you make it look the way you want and then you can kind of change all the colors to make it to to make it uh, fit your brand or your your corporate colors and that kind of thing. So if you if you like PowerPoint by the way, you can also create some pretty nice handouts there as well. The advantage is that that um, you can more easily match the style of your slideshow if you're using PowerPoint. Um, between you and I though, I I I tend to try to stay away from using PowerPoint as my design just because it's it, it doesn't give as many tools as what 
uh, a more professional design thing like Canva can do for you. But the point is, though, is that if you have a bunch of content and you're short on time when you present, don't try to cram all the data into your presentation. Instead, go through your speech, strategically determine what is the most critical thing for your audience to know or things for your audience to know, and then use a handout as a mechanism to deliver the additional content to the audience members. And that way, if the listener wants to know more, then he or she has access to it in the handout. If they if they don't, then they're going to like the presentation better because you didn't bore the heck out of them, right? Uh, by the way, if, if you're looking for additional details on this, um, there was a, a specific blog post called How to Create Perfect Presentation Handouts on fearlesspresentations.com. And you can go in and there's all kinds of cool tips and tricks on how to do a really good handout and use Canva to do it. So, and, and so it's got all kinds of cool details about how to do that kind of stuff. So the final visual aid that I'm going to talk about is one that a lot of people don't really consider to be visual aids, but it's a good story. It's a good example. A lot of times that can actually be one of your best visual aids, especially if you're speaking in person, especially if you're there in the room with them. And so just so you know, sometimes a visual aid, we talked about the demonstrations before, that kind of thing. Sometimes a visual aid isn't visual at all, at least not something that you can hold or pick up or or punch a button to to get to. It can be auditory. So just like um, the like before when I was talking about the demonstration of the service, I said that was a visual aid, even though I'm I'm demonstrating, I'm showing them something. It's actually it's not static. It's something that I'm doing. Well, this is the same type of thing. I'm 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 a, a, a vivid description can sometimes work a whole lot better than the an actual image of that thing. For example, for example, a good story, it engages a different part of the human brain than a photograph. And by the way, stories can also add emotion to the presentation delivery and all kinds of really cool stuff. So the truth is that stories are very, very powerful visual aids. The, the audience has to really pay attention to what you're saying in order to create that vision in their own heads of what you're you're telling them. Um, in fact, I put a link in the in the notes on uh, it's a it's a video that Will Smith did where he just absolutely captivates the audience with a really simple story and he creates a, an emotional impact. Now, I'll describe it to you here, but if you get a chance to to go to the the notes and watch the video, it's awesome. Um, because often, you know, speakers will will think things like, well, my experiences just aren't that interesting. Well, on this little two-minute video, Will Smith talks about how he built a brick wall. He and his little brother, or he and his brother anyway, they built a brick wall and how it wasn't much fun. And it took him a year and a half to do it. And he goes into great detail about it. So it, it's it's nothing really exciting. It's basically them building a wall and that's it. But what happened was because he puts in lots of details, he he makes it interesting because he paints the picture for us about what he was feeling at the time. Um, and we're we're basically reliving that experience with him as if we were right there ourselves. And you can do the same thing with your presentations. Your stories don't have to be exciting or interesting. They just have to be told well. And if you if you practice them a little bit, you can do that anytime that you. You're, you're delivering your presentation. 
Uh, and by the way, um, it, for additional content on this, um, there was a, a post that we did not too long ago called Five Steps to Great Storytelling. It takes you all the way through how to design presentation or how to design or practice stories anyway for your presentations and make them make them work really good. All right. So that's a good stopping point. So next week, I'm, I'm going to share some really fun visual aids that you can use on Zoom meetings and other virtual platforms. So don't miss out. It's, it's really cool. You're going to enjoy it. Um, so we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.